The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss converting your content into revenue. Joining us is Christina Nicholson, who is the founder of Podcast Clout, which is a software that builds targeted podcast pitch lists to get the exact pitch that leads to tens of thousands of dollars of revenue after one podcast appearance. Christina is also the host of the very popular, very fun Media Maven podcast. And today, Christine and I are going to talk about using podcasts to grow your thought leadership. Okay, here's my conversation with the media maven herself and the founder of Podcast Clout, Christina Nicholson. Christina, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. I'm excited to be here. What an honor and a privilege. It's a podcast VIP celebrity. You're the media (laughs) maven gracing us on our show. It's great to have you here. You are giving me too much credit, but I appreciate it. Well, look, I'm a huge fan of your show, and you've been in the podcast game for just about as long as I have, a couple of years now, and you're doing some really interesting things, not only in the podcast space, but also in your influencer business as well. Talk to me a little bit about your experience in podcasting. How'd you get into this game, and and why are you, you know, a podcaster? That's a great question, because... I really started being a guest on podcasts. So I started my business. I left my job as a TV anchor reporter, worked at a PR agency for six months before starting my own. And to grow my business, I was a guest on other people's podcasts. And I did this for a while. I probably did this for two years. And then I started working closely with Pat Flynn from the Smart Passive Income podcast. I'm a huge Pat Flynn fan. Just for the record, I've learned a ton from his podcast. He is amazing. His podcast was the first one I started listening to. And I actually started listening to his when I was like a lifestyle blogger. I didn't even have a business yet. I was on his podcast once. And after I was on his podcast... My email list grew like crazy and I started selling online courses with the people who heard me on his podcast. And we kind of started to form a relationship then. And then I got into his mastermind program a couple of years ago. And I've had a couple of people ask me, well, why don't you have a podcast? And I was like, oh, it's on my list of things to do, you know, but I want to do these other things first. And then it was like, listen, you're working closely with Pat Flynn. Like if you're going to start a podcast, start it now and he'll help you. He'll teach you how to start a podcast and launch it and whatnot. So 
that's how, I mean, two years ago, I went through his Power Up podcasting course and then I launched my podcast. And now in addition to being a guest on other people's shows, like your amazing show, I also release one to two episodes a week on Become a Media Maven. So you bring up an interesting point here that you have your email list, you're selling courses, you've got your podcast, you have a SaaS product as well. Lots of moving pieces there. Where does the podcast fit into your, let's call it media empire? Lots of pieces. Is the podcast lead generation? Is it driving conversions? How do you think about the value of the podcast? This is such a good question because it's something that I've actually revisited recently because when it started, it started as a lead generator to sell my online course, to teach people how to be their own publicist if they couldn't hire one. And since then, it's been two years now, my online course is not my focus. I don't even openly promote it. Like it's there if you want it, but I'm not actively promoting it. So I started thinking a few months ago, like, if this isn't my goal anymore, why am I still doing the podcast? Because it just turned into a habit of, I post a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday. So I just got to keep doing it. And soon I was just doing it to do it. And then I was like, no, 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 you shouldn't do anything for that reason. (laughs) So then I started thinking, okay, so what is the purpose of the podcast? And now I think it's going to be in the guests that I bring on. I always brought on guests that A, I could learn from or B, my listeners could learn from. And I thought through that, it would be the lead generator for the online course. Because I'm not going after those online course sales anymore, I'm now focusing on my agency, my PR agency, Media Maven, and Podcast Clout, my software that was created for people in PR. So now I want to bring on people who are in the PR industry who can talk about what it's like day in and day out working in the industry. And then I also want to bring on other marketers who work at bigger agencies or bigger businesses. They don't necessarily have to be in PR. Maybe they do digital marketing for a business. Maybe they do advertising for a business to talk about their day-to-day. So instead of bringing on general thought leaders, I'm going to be niched in bringing on people in marketing and public relations to talk about their day-to-day. Because for me, I find that's where I learn a lot of value. I get a lot of value and I learn a lot when I hear what people do on a day-to-day basis instead of just the, here's three tips, blah, blah, blah. You know, we like to hear those stories. Mm-hmm. You've transitioned your business from being, you know, what I'd call an influencer business and trying to sell thought leadership, sell your course to providing agency services and also your pitch software. Let's talk a little bit about the dynamics of putting together the pitch list. That seems like it's now your core focus of helping people understand how to pitch and doing the research for the pitch. I want to ask you before we get into the details of how to do that. Why should marketers and businesses be focused on pitching podcasts? What's the value there? So many people don't understand the value of podcasts and the value is in the listener. And I work with all forms of media, radio, TV, print, online. A podcast listener is so much more invested than the other ones because they're scrolling online. There's having the TV on in the background. There's picking up a magazine and flipping through it. When you take the time to find a podcast, to tap on it, 
to listen to it for 30 minutes, you are invested. You are choosing to focus on that one thing only. And people listen to podcasts for two reasons, to be educated and to be entertained. And they're the people that are just so much more invested in bettering themselves personally and professionally. They're the action takers. I have never seen people flood my inbox, people join my email list, people send me messages on Instagram like I have after they hear me on a podcast versus see me on TV, read an article I wrote online. It's just so different. Now, with that said, every media has its different purpose. Like TV, you get instant credibility, instant authority. But podcasts, that's where you're going to see the quickest ROI. And it's excellent for building a personal brand. My number one avenue for that. It's great for building a personal brand. I think it's great for building authority, assuming you're you know professional and how you're putting your podcast together. The thing that I always say in my sales pitches to B2B SaaS companies who are interested in becoming sponsors of the podcast is, hey, I'm going to give you a pop quiz. If somebody is going to listen to you on a podcast for 15 to 25 minutes, that's generally how long our episodes are. Can you name another medium of marketing where you're going to have a captive audience of multiple thousands of people listening to you for 15 to 25 minutes? I'll wait. And nobody can ever answer it. And sometimes they're like, well, events. It's like, okay, you're going to be a keynote speaker at an event with 10,000 people listening to it. That's probably going to cost either tens of thousands of dollars, or it's going to be incredibly hard for you to secure that placement, secure that speaking opportunity. You really have to be a mega influencer to have that type of reach. In podcasts, you can do that multiple times a week if you wanted to. So the captive audience that's going to listen to you and the duration, the amount of content you're able to get them to consume in this medium really makes it attractive for us podcasters. That said, let's get into the dynamics of how to figure out Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. 
who to pitch and what to say to them. Walk me through the the high level. This is probably what's in your course. How do you think about starting a podcast outreach campaign? I want to just add one more thing to what you said about the event comparison. An event is a one-time thing. You hear that person speak one time and you're done. If you're not at the event, you missed out. With podcasts, you can listen anytime. Ben, you can release this episode in October and people can hear it for years and years and years when they go to your podcast. So yes, I am 100% on board with you. Podcasts are the way to go. Here's another fun secret for the podcasters listening. You can also re-release the content. We <laughs> republish our greatest hits on Saturday and Sunday. So we do five new episodes a week and we republish older episodes that are evergreen on the weekend because some people listen on the weekend. You can always republish your content. Yes. Podcasts for the win. So pitching wise, I actually don't have a background in public relations. Like I said, my background is in TV. I was a reporter and anchor for 10 years. So I was on the receiving end of pitches, of publicists sending pitches. So I know firsthand how bad they are. And most of them are bad because so many reasons, generally speaking, they do not put themselves in the same shoes as the person who is on the receiving end. They're very promotional. They're very obvious about how promotional they're being. And a lot of times they just, we call it spray and pray in the industry where you just send out 500 emails to 500 different people at the exact same time. And it's very obvious. It looks lazy. So when I left TV to get into PR, which is a very popular move for that reason, we know what works and what doesn't from being in a newsroom all day. I wanted to write a lot of those wrongs. So there is so much to think about when pitching. If I had to give you one tip, I'll give you two, the two biggest ones. One, pitch one person at a time. Don't send Ben and me the same email saying the same thing to pitch to be a guest on our podcast. It does not work that way. We're gonna know that you're pitching more than one person at the same time. And I'm sure when Ben gets a pitch for his podcast, he likes to see something personalized, something that shows you've listened to his podcast. Same with me. Maybe it's not even a fact that you've listened to my podcast, but maybe it's something like, oh, congratulations on the new baby. Something that shows you know me. Congratulations on the new baby, by the way. Thank you. And back to you, Ben. Congratulations on your new baby, thank by you, the way. You. Oh, it's a love fest. Here. <laughs> and then the number two thing I would say is stop being promotional. And I know it sounds like it defeats the purpose, but I promise you, if you land a spot on a podcast or any form of media, the promotion is going to come by default. Nobody is going to give you a free commercial. Nobody is dying to hear about your product or your service that they want to talk to you so bad and just have you talk about all the benefits and features of it. By you willing to share your expertise on a podcast as a side effect, you're getting that promotion. But when you come out with so much overly promotion, like it's the podcaster's job to promote you, you've already lost the game. So give me an example of a pitch that did or didn't work. I'll give you an example of one that did work until it didn't. <laughs> so I got a pitch. This was not from the person themselves. I don't know if it was a VA or if they hired an agency, but this person had a book coming out and I don't even remember what it was about, but the pitch was good because it wasn't so much focused on the book. It was what was in the book. It was her expertise in the book. And I was like, okay, great. That sounds good. Obviously, we're going to talk about the book, but the main gist of the interview is going to be what's inside the book. So 
I book her, but in between that booking and the actual recording, her VA or her publicist, whoever it was, sent three to four emails letting me know the book goes live around this date. So if you could release the episode around here, that would be great. We want to make sure this book gets a lot of mentions and here's this and that. And by the third or fourth email, I was like, okay, it's not my job to promote a stranger's book on my podcast. So I'm just going to cancel this interview. I obviously didn't say it like that. I said it a lot nicer, but that was the main gist because if you would have just left it at this person's expertise and how it could help my listeners, this person would have been on and all of my listeners would have heard about her book. But because it was such a hardcore push about her book and when I should release my episode and how I should talk about it, I was like, no, this isn't working for me. I think there's a couple things that stick out that are great advice. And I, I feel a lot of these pitches as well for the MarTech podcast is that when you're conducting your outreach, the first thing you need to do is a do a great job targeting and figure out what you have to say and who is interested in that message. I get pitched for people that see that I have a top 100 business podcast and they're saying, hey, we want to promote our real estate products. Our audience is, you know, marketing and technologists. They don't really come to this podcast to think about real estate. And so if there isn't a marketing angle, I'm not interested. I, I, that's an obvious no. The thing that you should try to get across is what is the value that you can provide to the podcast? And, you know, this sounds a little self-serving and it really isn't. But from the podcaster's perspective, and Christina, maybe you agree or disagree with me, what I'm thinking about when I'm fielding the pitches are, what's the content going to be like? Is my audience going to be interested in this? Is it going to create compelling content? And then the second thing is, who is the person I'm talking to and what's the potential reach that they have? Because for us as podcasters, our guests have the ability to serve as a marketing channel. So that's one of the things that we've done when we were fielding inbound pitches is not only evaluate what the person is going to talk about, but who the person is and do they have a reach or their own audience that will help us grow the podcast. Maybe I'm self-serving. We try to have the people that are the most influential on the podcast as a marketing channel because we feel like they have credibility. How do you think about finding the right guests for your show? I love that you just said that because it's something that really makes me mad, Ben. I don't know if it makes you mad, but there have been so many times when I have had people as a guest on my podcast, when the episode goes live, I email them the link. I email them the pretty pictures and videos that I've created for them to share on social media and crickets. I don't see them share anything. They don't even respond to the email. It's like, I just gave you 30 minutes of you sharing your expertise to my audience. And you can't even say thank you by sharing the episode with yours. Like it really, it makes me mad just one out of a common courtesy, but two, that's terrible PR. If people listen to my podcast, they know I talk about doing PR on your PR all the time. Most of the time when you earn profit from any kind of publicity, it's from you sharing it. I wrote for Inc. Magazine for two years. I did not get one client because I wrote for Inc. Magazine. I did get clients because people saw me sharing the articles I wrote in Inc. Magazine on my LinkedIn, and then they would send me a message. So I think it's so important that A, not only people do that, but I think, yes, as a podcast host, that is something that you should expect because you are taking your time to give somebody else your platform 
to talk about themselves and what they do. A hundred percent. That's not selfish. That's just, it should be standard. Yeah. Look, hey, uh, this isn't a soapbox for us podcasters to come and tell us how hard it is for us to field pitches. I am always grateful when people take the time to fill out our onboarding application. But the things that I'm thinking about are what's the content, how much of a marketing vehicle, how much reach is the potential speaker going to have? And I understand podcasts are a marketing channel, and the person who is conducting the interview might be the CEO of the company, and they are not going to spend their time marketing, even though they have the public profile. Some of the times they're thinking, well, my PR team is going to take care of the syndication. That is a gap, right? There is something that you should think about when you're working with a podcaster, that you should make sure that the person who is guesting also follows up and is sharing the content with them. That's really where the most value is going to come out of. Christina, last question I have for you today. You've got a software product that helps people figure out how to find the right podcasts to pitch. Really, that's a big part of the secret sauce here is not only having something to say, conducting your outreach in an appropriate way, thinking about who the podcasters are and what they're going to get out of the transaction, but also you got to find the right podcast in general. Walk me through the process for figuring out who's going to be relevant for your message. This was something that was created out of a huge gap in the public relations space. So Public relations agencies, they use softwares to find contact information and all kinds of things for different media outlets, all traditional. So if I want to pitch something at Oprah Magazine, I can put that in there and it'll tell me all the people who work there and what they write about and how to reach out to them. If I want to pitch people in Northern California, I can put in Northern California and get all the contacts there but nothing existed like this for podcasts. Yes, there are podcast databases out there, but those are very general, like find these podcasts to listen to, check these ratings and reviews. Nothing specifically for publicists and marketers who want to make a regular strategy out of being a guest on podcasts. So I created it. So basically with Podcast Clout, it is all manually done. There's no AI. We go through what Apple and Stitcher are telling us are the top few hundred podcasts in each of the categories, over a hundred categories. And we give you all of the information in a spreadsheet that you can export that tell you the category, the podcast show name about the podcast, about the host, if they have their own website, the host email, how to pitch, you know, like it could be an online form, like you mentioned, the location of the podcast, basically everything you need to know to build a pitch list. To do this manually, there is no easy way. You're scrolling through the app. You're writing this one down. Let's do more research on this podcast. On to the next. So you can search by keywords. You can search by category. You can pull up a category and then use keywords to filter that category down even more. So really... I kind of created it for myself and then decided to share it with others because it helped solve my problem. And it's solving a lot of other people's problem who either have an agency and they pitch their clients to be on podcasts. And we even have some people who do it in-house. You know, they want to build their CEO's brand. So they use it. It's been a problem for us here at the MarTech Podcast. I'm actively trying to be a guest on other podcaster shows, and we can go through the Apple App Store 200, look at Chartable, see some of the rankings, but you know, you're only getting 200 podcasts. There are millions of podcasts out there. There's probably thousands of marketing and technology podcasts. It's really hard to find these. So seems like an interesting tool. Christina, we're going to bring you back tomorrow, continue our conversation moving beyond just how to find the right podcast, and then also actually how to get booked. 
So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Christina Nicholson, the media maven herself and founder of Podcast Clout for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Christina and I are going to discuss how to speak on your customers' favorite podcasts. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Christina, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Christina All Day, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-A-L-L-D-A-Y. Or you can visit her company's website, which is podcastclout.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once-a-week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.